Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, my peoples? We're back again, and it's me and my G King, my best friend. We always talk like this. It's always been good to converse with this guy, and we continue this episode with more discussion on the hashtag Me Too thing, like the numerous sexual harassment cases and abuse scandals, frankly, that are all over uh, the media this year. And and before we recorded this, like I mentioned before, it was it's like before Christmas 2017. So we're about halfway through the month, and we're at King's house, and things are getting thanged. Anyway, check it out. Let me know what you think. I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this whole thing as well. Now, keep in mind, I was raised by a lady, and in... In no way, shape, or form am I condoning any kind of abuse or overstepping of one's bounds. And I think, frankly, that men should be checking other men. I mean, why is Harvey Weinstein not walking around with, like, many black eyes? Because someone's father, someone's uncle, someone's boyfriend, someone's brother or sister, you know what I'm saying? No one stood up, man, took this dude to the task. Anyway, enjoy, friends. Talk to you later. Peace. Because, like, I mean, Harvey Weinstein was, like, a big dude. And it seems like when he got got, right, seems like motherfuckers were like, well, no one's above the law now. At first of all, I thought it was Bill Cosby getting got at his age. He was, like, drugging women and fucking them. <laughs> you know, it was which like, is, right, which is a crime. That's rape, yeah, you know? That's, there's no debate about whether... That's not harassment, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then he got, but he didn't get convicted. Yeah. He came He came in and he showed up in court every day and he looked like a sad, broken old man. And all of a sudden, when they when they said he was not guilty or whatever they said, whatever mm-hmm. the finding was, he walks out of court and he suddenly he's standing up straight and even that milky eye of his is dried up somehow. Oh, and like, fuck, you know, man. I'm going back on tour. Oh, don't get me some roofies at my boy's house. But when the Harvey Weinstein thing happened, who, who was it initially that said it was some girl who was on a sting, right? Because there was audio. Of him going, just just come up to my room with me. Just come up to my room with me. I'll oh, come on, come on. Don't embarrass me in the well, hotel. I think Rose McGowan is supposed to be. She one said of he those. raped her, but right. then there was also remember that girl. That, that and that's a girl who like married or lived with Marilyn Manson. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but she's a fucking psycho. But don't mean she can't get raped. No, no, the, I, what, I wasn't. I don't know what I. I don't know what I was trying to draw a comparison to there. But, Other than I think it's interesting she was with him. But you know one of the girls that La Paz, whatever her yeah, name is? We pa, know her Paz from, de la Herta. I've we, known her for a million years. And, and she's, she's, she's she's nutty, and she definitely was a sexualized 15-year-old, 16-year-old. Because how old is she now? She's not that old now, but I mean... I remember because back in the day, she used to chill at Bungalow 8, 
And I remember her like, it, well, like she, she was doing in, very she was in multiple places where she was underage. <laughs> yeah, and she was clearly hypersexualized, meaning that like whether and that doesn't excuse anybody's behavior towards her, but she was putting herself out there as as not only a grown woman but as a grown sexual beast of a woman. And she worked the child act of it too with the pouty lips and the literally like dopey I don't know what's going on thing, but you know. She's not insane. She's a little crazy and nutty and whatever, but you know, I, I don't think she certainly didn't make this up. But like apparently, Terry, it happened twice. What happened to Terry Richardson, though, man? Because was he raping or was he just, you know, I don't, he sounds he was molesting, right? I mean, for, he literally looks like the definition. If you were to draw, if you were to ask 10 people in a room, just draw you what you think a child molester looks like, they'd all draw a picture of Terry Richardson. But his his motherfucking pictures look like child porn. They're like, you know, Dakota Fanning with like a tank top on. You're like, what is going on here? Right. Well, I mean, some people have accused Diane Arbus's work of being that. And you can go back to the David, the guy who posed for it was a 14-year-old who was probably Michelangelo's young lover. And, you know, so... There's a line. I mean, I think if you're truly perverted, it doesn't matter what pictures you stare at. You can still <laughs> figure something out. But yeah, I mean, most of his photography looked like the type of photography you would expect somebody who was a child molester to have pinned up to a wall and on a board with like candles underneath it, where they had a plan for some duct tape and a. Well, I don't need to tell you how to put together a kid for that. We what happened to, to him though? Time. Did he just like they just? They're not hiring him anymore. I hear. But I think he was, you know, he used very young models, and I think he was always sort of handsy, touchy-feely, was the most of, not the, that's the did lightest he ever get, of it. Did he ever have a father knock him out? Don't know. <laughs> I know it seems like it's you know, like the logical very question. Sometimes stuff for money, though. You know, like my daughter yeah. wants to be a model, and, you know, like you said, that analogy of, like, if you're going to climb to Everest, and, and the only thing stopping you is whether oh. or not you suck that guy's dick, you might just want to get to Everest that bad. Yeah, that's and a lot the thing, of people. How many, the fame is, you know, well, well, fame it, is a really weird drug. Well, for some Ashley people. Judd was the ones that she's one of the accused Weinstein, right? So Correct. did like Angelina Jolie, and was that other woman that was married to uh, Brad Pitt, the blonde girl who's Jennifer, always Jennifer Aniston? No, no, no. She was con- She's not really. Oh, blonde. she wasn't. <laughs> she never. She never married him either. No, nah, she was the other one. Uh, Night of the Coldplay dude. Oh, 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 Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she said, like, in Shakespeare in Love, he put his hand on, he showed it. Now, this is all, like, 20-some-odd years later, so were these people totally okay with it? I mean, it didn't seem like... Well, even if they said something, you know, the other people around them would say stuff like, oh, that's just Harvey being Harvey, or what was the alleged Kevin Spacey line to dominate the Luca? You gotta be gay to play in L.A.? In L.A., yeah, something like that. You're gay for pay or something. No, I thought it was you got to be gay to play in L.A. Whatever it is, but, you know, it's bananas. It's bananas. The whole thing with the Me Too thing is like, okay, so Al Franken is like an actor, a comedian, also now a congressman, but the one that come out with now is before he was in the political office. And it's, He was on Saturday Night, for people who don't know, he was on Saturday Night Live. He was one of the big writers for back in the day with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and all them dudes. He's old school, funny American dude. Apparently he was trying to kiss a girl and leaned in and she pulled away and then he said, oh, it's my privilege as, an, as a famous person or something like that. Okay. That's a guy trying to kiss a girl and get turned down and then saying something. I, I don't was that, see... Was that what she said he did? That's what, that's what he's accused of doing. And I don't see how that equates to Bill Cosby slipping fucking dr- roofies in a drink and doing whatever he wants with a woman or any or Harvey Weinstein, you know, walking into somebody's room and jerking off in front of them. They're not the same crimes. Yeah. 
And even Harvey Weinstein jerking off in front of somebody is not the same crime as knocking somebody unconscious and having your way with them. Yeah. I'm just... They're all crimes. Or maybe... I'm just... As it, as it now the person of the year or is the hashtag me too? First of all, it's not a person, but they're showing people... Well, they're calling them the whistleblowers, I think, also. I mean, obviously, this shit's been going on since time and memoriam. I mean, yeah. that men have been taking advantage of women sexually. And I'm all for these, like, you know, these little bitch-ass motherfuckers to get called up on their shit and dealt with if they're guilty. Right. You I, know, I just think now, I mean, I'm not, I'm not taking anybody's side. Other, than, I was raised by a woman, man. I know it's hard. I know that you should believe every woman. But when things start getting into the political groundwork, I mean, like Bill Clinton, he raped like four women, right? That's the deal. Right? That's what they're saying, yes. Well, we and, know, and we then, certainly know he had plenty of sex out of wedlock. And even if you go into the Monica Lewinsky one, he is using his power of office over somebody who's his subordinate. So that just by itself, without any of the other accusations, which I don't know or nobody well, knows I mean, are true or not. Historically, he lied to the American people about that, and then he did not quit. He stayed on what your definition of it is. That yeah, was, know, that was that's the, the famous joke, right? statement that he made, which, you know, every president f from history has always had mistresses. They've, and even the ones you think were pure or whatever, and a lot of it I don't think out, Jimmy you know, Carter was out at the club, frankly. Okay, maybe not Jimmy Carter. But, but, but a lot of them have, um, you know, and, and a lot of them are portrayed in the media one way or the other based on how the media chooses to portray them. Mm, yeah, yeah. You know, and this, you know, the easy example would be Gerald Ford, who was, you know, a college athlete, obviously a, a guy who had grace and skill in something. He was, he was like a very good college athlete. And, you know, he tripped once or twice while doing something. And that's the pictures they would always show. Well, Chevy Chase's impersonation and then Chevy would Chase just fall all over the right. place. Yeah. All right. But I'm thinking, like, especially th this, this year, you got that guy Conyers who's like an 89 year old dude who's been in, in Congress for like 75 years or something like that he's been a long time man he 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 quit right he they they told him to quit and he quit cuz he was accused of sexual harassment so he quit they got uh what's his name Al Franken he's on the ropes right now he's on the ropes he might have actually just quit let me just check my phone cuz i think he was supposed to have a news but conference. But they're equating today. him, the re, you know, like he's so he's a Democrat, and then the Republicans right now they're running a guy who's uh, a sheriff, yeah, Joe something, and this guy when he was thirty was fooling around with fourteen. Is this, is this alleged or is this true? Once everything's always alleged because you know, like I mean, said, are there pictures of it like with Al Franken or are there? Well, the picture of Al Franken is a woman's passed out and he's pretending to. Oh, he's Al Franken resigning in coming weeks. He threw shade at Trump and Moore. See, that's my point was with this thing. So Al Franken's going to resign. Moore now, so. is Judge Moore is the guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. Talking about. And I've 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 kind of followed that, and it seems like a lot of people are coming. Like like five six women came out and said, "Yo, he it was inappropriate with me when I was fourteen years old." Yeah. When and, he was 30, which is obviously 20 years ago, but it doesn't excuse anything either. No, yeah, it doesn't excuse anything, but nothing's been proven. The, the, my point is, is with the political climate in america today where it's democrat and republican and never the twain shall meet it seems like it's very tit for tat like That's this way more guy came out got accused of stuff and people are like brother you need to resign and we got no he was running for he's senate still, he's still not, running so he's still running right i think so all the yeah. republicans were like well it hasn't been charged there are no pictures there's no evidence no he hasn't been charged and then the democrats are like he's a fucking child molester and i'm in the middle kind of going all right well what's the story here 
the Democrats are saying it's a child molester because he was these ladies came out, which I would tend to believe the victims before anything, say that he talked to them inappropriate, did inappropriate shit. I don't know. He didn't touch them. He just said he did inappropriate shit. Would like talk to them, try to date them, right? Was that apparently the he dated them, and he, he even he didn't really deny a lot of stuff. He said that he never did it without the per- permission of their parent. Is that true? That's what he said. All right. Well, any of the case which makes was, it stranger well, to well, me. I mean, that, that that would be evidence. I haven't seen anything like that. But everybody on the left saying he needs to resign. He's a fucking child molester. And me going, yo, I got kids. Well, that motherfucker did that, man. He should resign, man. He should also catch a slap for that. And one of then, the things is they wanted to resign because of a lot of other stuff he does as well. So this is just the easiest way to go after him. That's because I nut. read into it. They want gun nut. You know, no, okay, no, okay, no. Before you start going on uh, like very, very uh, political lines here, he's <laughs> someone who's pro Second Amendment, which makes him a gun nut in, in a lot of lefties' ideas. He he did a press conference where he waved a twenty two around. He, I remember he was saying, I'm packing, yeah. Well, no, you waved it around. That's, that, uh, that's okay, the nut okay, part so, for me. I don't okay. mean... That's fine, that's fine. But, but my point is, he's he's a gun nut. He is a religious zealot, as, as a lot of people were saying, because he believes in creationism and yeah. and Jesus Christ and yeah, all that kind want, of stuff. He doesn't want he, Darwin taught in school. Yeah, well, okay, he, he doesn't believe that uh, the government should pay for abortions. So he's against uh, Planned Parenthood. And all those things are tipping points for a lot of Republicans and Democrats. So he's a very right-wing, staunch Republican running for Senate in Alabama, which is a very staunch Republican place, right? So from what I saw, I saw a lot of -of out-of-state liberal media, not saying alleged, alleged, but going, fucking child molester, put his finger in this girl's pussy when she was 14, like really getting her, he's a gun nut, he's uh, anti-choice, he's, you know, a Bible belter, like just going pretty much negative spin on it, right? And that's what I'm trying to get my information from, right? So you have that guy, then you have Al Franken, people are like, you know, he's a nice guy. He was joking when he put his hands up in front of the lady's tits when she was sleeping and was smiling, like, it's a goofy picture, he's goofing around. Well, is it? Yes, uh, she then said he tried to kiss her. She was, we were doing a USO show just yep. for the troops in Afghanistan. And he's talking about the skit they're doing. He goes, and at this point, we kiss. And they weren't on stage. And he's like, let's practice that kiss. Right. And she's like, you know what? Nah, because he's, he's not the most good looking guy in the world. Nope. Maybe he's an asshole. I heard he's an asshole. I don't know. So she's like, nah, I don't want to do it. He says, yeah, we're going to do it. So he kind of grabs her to do the kiss. And she kind of turns her cheek. And he kisses her cheek. And she's just like, ew. And she's disgusted, right? And she's mm-hmm. all upset. Then they did the show, and when it came to the kiss thing, she just, like, she pantomimed it and was like, no way, right? Because she didn't want to kiss the dude, right? And then on the way home, dude was pissed off, maybe, or whatever, and did this little picture of him grabbing the tits. And then the picture was sent to her, saying, while you were sleeping, ha, ha, ha. Right. Because you don't want to kiss me when you're sleeping. I don't need your consent. All right. Now, if you look at just that, that's well, pretty. That's one fu- way to draw. I know. I'm just saying. What it meant, well, that's how I kind of took it because I saw the way she felt about him. She was like, "This guy disgusted me." And then when I was asleep, he made it known that he could have gotten me if I was asleep. Anyway, that's how that came out, right? That's actual fucking proof. That's first person, all right, testimony, and it's actual, not circumstantial proof, but photographic proof that this dude was a Chester the molester. All right. However you want to look at it, he pretended he was grabbing titties. In this in this day and age of no nuance, no humor, we always have to fucking just be like, believe the worst about a human. 
this motherfucker had more going against him than fucking Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know, Bill Cosby had alleged shit. Yeah, this okay. had been like 50-year-old stuff. This was like a couple years ago. We had a picture, right? Now, this Roy Moore motherfucker, who I have no love for Roy Moore. I'm not in Alabama. I don't give a fuck about this dude. All the people that were accusing him, they had like five of them recanted their stories. One girl said, oh, he signed my yearbook, said, I want to do this. I want to do freaky things to you or whatever he said in the yearbook signing. And his lawyer's like, well, let's see the yearbook and get it tested for uh, which one? handwriting expert. She's like, oh, no, I can't do that. So all these things against this Moore guy are falling off, right? I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm just saying it's not looking as strong as, say, Franken. But in the liberal media, they're like, child molester Roy Moore. And then when they talk about Franken, they talk about Democratic Senator Al Franken, not like dude who put his hand on some girl's tits in the thing. Well, no, that's sliding away a lot from the news right now. It is. Because, well, I mean, I just saw what now, they said. I just saw no, what they said about him. Okay, he's I don't a dude. Know what source you're reading? I'm saying, you know. Well, I'm just, I'm I just saying, picked the CNN thing that up, and it said Senator think, Al Franken resigning in coming weeks. They don't say for what. Right. You know, and then I bet you, Joe, uh, Franken, all women deserve to be heard. Well, yeah. All right. And then when you get back, if there's a Roy Moore thing in here. I well, bet you it's something like two, child molesting motherfucker. I think two women senators refused to speak while he was in the Senate or something like that. There really? Was, yeah, there was some... There was some. Were they scared of Ralph Franken? No, they, they want to say that it's inappropriate. And there is gray areas in all of this, oh, yeah. obviously. And nobody seems to at all want to be on the side of a gray area. Everybody wants to be very black and white about yeah. this. And some of the cases I do think are very black and white. Some of the cases I don't think are very black and white. And these two men that we've been talking about now, I really think in both cases, it's not really black and white. Even with what you say, you know, photographic evidence to me, I was once arrested by the cops in New York City for pretending to write on a train with a piece of chalk. And I mean pretending. I was doing this with my arm, not touching the train. And then the cop said, what do you think, you're funny? I said, no, my friend on the train thought I was funny. That's why I was doing it. He said, oh, a smart ass and threw me in cuffs and I had to go to court. When I got to court and I told the judge what I was doing, the judge said, you said pretending? I said, yeah. He goes, you weren't even riding on the train with the truck? I said, no, sir. And he said, case dismissed because it was ridiculous. Yeah, but society doesn't have a judge to look over all these little fucking infractions. The media are the judge and the jury in this case. Yeah, and a decision is made before evidence is heard. Agreed. If you're a well-liked guy and you do something fucked up like Matt Lauer, I haven't really heard all the all the, the points of what he actually did aside from send someone a dildo. But apparently he was a scumbag. You don't hear all this bullshit because he's a, he's a liked guy. Right. You know, Roy Moore, who we don't even fucking know, but because he doesn't agree with us politically and fundamentally as far as God and country. Well, and when all. I see a guy at a political rally waving a gun around. Well, you're a New Yorker. I'm immediately not going to be cool with that guy. You know, we're we're not going to get into the gun issue now or the Second Amendment issue or any of that. Right no, now. but in Alabama, it's not crazy to wave a gun around. No, apparently all the press there thought it was pretty nuts. No, because all the press were from outside of Alabama. The Alabama, I remember the, this. The context was he was running in a runoff between another Republican mm -hmm. who did not support the Second Amendment. He came. Roy Moore, because he was a judge, he knows his shit. He came with a pistol on his belt. I support the Second Amendment this much, and he yanked the gun out. I think that's fucking nuts, too. I'm a New Yorker. That's crazy shit. But in Alabama, that's not crazy shit. A side to this is he's going to get elected in Alabama because the people in Alabama are like, this is some outside elitist right. bullshit. Well, that's, that's, how, that's part of how Trump got elected was that everybody said, oh, this is, you know, they're telling us not to. Yeah. Who are they to tell us not to? Yeah. Don't you think that's backfiring on a lot of people? Oh, sure. The, the, Democrat, the biggest problem with the Democratic Party, I mean, 
not even going into what the biggest problem is in America with government and the fact that we have these two divided parties, but the biggest problem with the Democratic Party is they do not seem to understand how they come off or yeah. how to appropriately be aggressive back to a very aggressive behavior by the Republicans. They want to try and take some moral high ground, which, first of all, doesn't really exist in politics. Yeah. And... They want to seem like the good guys, but the good guys in this case are the losers, time and time mm -hmm. again. In business and in politics, I do understand the reason I'm not in either one of them is because I'm not a guy who feels comfortable with stabbing somebody in the back. Even somebody I don't like, I don't feel comfortable with doing that. But there are plenty of people who do, and unfortunately, those people succeed. And, you know, through backstabbing and other climbing, they get to be higher and higher up and things, and they get to feel less and less like the laws apply to them. Because they've gotten away with everything free, and this is in politics, and this is in acting, and this is in mm -hmm. music, or just a blanketly right. entertainment, Any and industry, even in smaller fields. When you get course. in the top tier, in most cases, you've paid your dues from the bottom rung of the ladder, and you've worked your way up. And in working your way up, there are two types of people: there are people that look below them on the ladder and want to help those people because they know eventually they'll be where they are. So you want good people taking over your industry if you're a good person. Other people think, oh, it was so fucking hard for me to get up, and they just kick down. Right. But, the, you know, and then going back to the sexualization or... Well, that's what the, Kevin Spacey did. He kicked down. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's... If we go back to abusive cycles, and you can go into the idea yeah. that, you know, you make a choice as a child of abuse that you're either going to continue the abuse with your child mm -hmm. or you're going to stop the abuse somehow. Yeah. And maybe it's saying it's a choice is making an easy, too easy a, a sum up of it. But the, you work on this idea because, you know, you know what it's like and you know what it did to you. So why would you want to do that to somebody else? But that's generally where this stuff comes from is that something happened to them. And, you know, people like, you know, uh, Michael Jackson is an example of somebody that society liked to excuse for what clearly seemed to be his behavior yeah. based on the fact that we all believe that he was also abused as a child. Yeah. And so, oh, it, it doesn't make it okay. No, it doesn't. Which is, seems off of what we were talking about for no, a the second. No, the psychology, of, the psychology well. of belief, now it seems that the supposition is you have to make your identity clear in your own mind. Like you say, I have to say, I'm a liberal person, so I have to believe this. But you wouldn't believe every different canon <laughs> of the liberal... <clears throat> checklist that you know you see how this social justice movement is going right you mean Pretty, like they they want you to pick all from column a they don't want you yeah, to pick no, one you, from you, column you, a and one not, from column b you're not at wohop at lunch all right you're not one from column b one from column c it's you have to buy into every little thing all right now i happen to be fiscally conservative you know i'm <laughs> I'm just laughing because I know how you used to spend money. Yeah, but, <laughs> but the thing is because I've evolved to that point, all right? Now, I mean, that's a great Muhammad Ali quote where if you believe the same thing at 20 as you do at 50, you just wasted 30 years of your life. I believe that to be true. I'm always evolving. And it seems, especially in politics, that the psychology is if you evolve on a position you were never good to begin with because you weren't an 18-year-old with the right fucking values. Well, I don't know many 18-year-olds with the right fucking values, and I would hope that they would evolve their position to something that reflected their life experience and the things they've learned. Yeah. I you mean, know what I'm saying? Know, I, a closed mind is an empty mind. Exactly. My father's 89 years old. 
I'm 53. He and I talked about this the other day. We both still love learning stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and even when too. it turns out something yeah. we believe for years is a mistake, that's okay too. Because mm -hmm. also the scientists and the doctors have learned more stuff since then. So, you know, something they taught us in school may not be correct. In Most generations of what they taught us in school. You know, I've been seeing a lot of people comparing the climate in today's workplace between men and women with that TV show Mad Men. I've never watched Mad Men, but I'm assuming because it's the 1950s ad agency, white guys running shit, drinking in the afternoon, kind of like looking at girls as just the things that frat boys would look at girls to do, right? Is that kind of in my... 50s and 60s, yeah. They're equating it like this has to stop. Well, quite frankly, those things did stop. My mother worked in offices in the publishing end of New York City, in the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s. And, of course, when, when she first started, things were very much like Mad Men. Things kind of changed a little bit with the ERA, which is the Equal Rights Amendment that came out in the 70s, for women. Well, and Gloria Steinemann, but it, and, also, and the first wave but it also went into a sec... It also coincided with the sexual revolution, which yeah. meant women all of a sudden were supposed to go of out their own bodies yeah. and, and be sexualized creatures, and men were still in the mindset of like, no, I'm the sexual predator. And yeah, the, the, the female hunted. orgasm. I'm the hunter, was the, the hunted. The, the female orgasm was the great white whale, you know I mean? All these things in society shifted to allow a lot of the female perspective to be incorporated into society greatly. I mean, not just the vote or... I mean, you look at the Middle East now and, the, and that fucking guy in Saudi Arabia is like, hey, I'm letting them drive to their own stonings. You know, it, it's... <laughs> it, and, and people are like, yes, well, he's so fucking progressive. No, he's a fucking barbarian and a house of sod or fucking disgusting. But no one would say that because we need their fucking oil, you know? But without getting too much off topic, right? Things were going at an accelerated rate for gender equality. Men were looking at women as equals. Women were experiencing more equality. Nothing is a light switch. Nothing happens overnight. I can understand people... Not enough. Not and, enough. And, that, I can, and, and I understand people... From my point of view, I, I, would, I would say that, but I understand where you're going, is that everything takes time. Everything takes time. Rome was not built in a day. I'm not saying that I'm trying to procrastinate this equality happening. But then you have second wave feminism and third wave feminism, and it becomes a little bit more angry, and it comes a little bit more impatient. And I can understand this, all right? I understand this. And with the advent of the internet where, and I think I mentioned this before, where people are now mixing with other people at a rate that's unprecedented in the, in the history of human history. In the history of human beings, there are more people talking to each other than would normally have ever talked to each other before in the history of the world. So human interaction and human evolution, social evolution, is extremely accelerated. But with that comes the pullback. You have ideas that aren't good that get proliferated around the world until everybody in the entire fucking world goes, that's not good. What I meant by the pullback was where the people go, you know, it was great then. Why are we going to this? Well, that's just what a lot of these, a lot of these people in those Muslim countries for. We don't want advancement. We do not want technology. Right. We do not want these things because they want things to stay the same where the status quo is something quote, yeah. you can find solace in something like that. I think that's what, what's happening, especially with men and women, the relationship between men and women in the Western world. I can't talk about the Middle East or Africa. In Europe and the United States and parts of Asia like Japan and things like that. 
Even Japan culturally is way behind the times. But leading the way in gender equality is Western Europe and the United States and Canada or whatever, you know. But it's not fast enough for certain people. I believe well, it's not fast enough for the people who've been the victims for a long time. Exactly, because how they I have mean, the right to say that, and they have, and that's what I'm saying. I'm totally know. sympathetic to this. So I think, in a lot of ways, this Me Too is born out of frustration of the situation, also for people to want to identify with the movement. You know, if you're a woman and you know some fucking really creepy dude grabbed your ass on the subway, it's gonna fucking affect you negatively. You're gonna be like that motherfucker. Grab! I should have punched him in it. Like, but you couldn't because he's bigger than you. Or there are people there. Whatever the thing One is. One of my problems with with the Me Too hashtag is that I can't say Me Too. In other words, I'm on their side, but I'm excluded from this. No, you're not. You can. I've seen men no, say it. No, but 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 the meaning of it's supposed to be that something like that happened to me, and my meaning of it is I'm on your side. I don't think men should act this way either. And therefore, that hashtag, I find it to be, it's like when you talk about reverse racism. There is no such thing. It's either racism or it isn't racism. Mm -hmm. And just because you're a certain color doesn't mean you can't be a racist. And, you know, the same thing is sort of, you know, I feel like I'm a feminist. I'm on their side. I've believed in these things for most of my life, see, if not yeah. all of my life. And I've gone to Washington on marches. I stood on a corner with my friend and his mother gave us buttons for the now movement mm -hmm. and we handed out pamphlets about how women made 50 cents on it compared to a dollar that the men made and all these sort of things. And what happens is if you start segmentalizing it and taking other people out of it who support you, you make it smaller and more obscure mm -hmm. and, and less about us getting along together and more about like how do we get in charge or, or you know finding who's wrong or right everybody's wrong everybody's right mm -hmm. how do we find a way to work together yeah I get it and you know what when someone says something like I'm really sympathetic to the me you hashtag it never happened to me but I'm really sympathetic I would not be surprised where a lot of people will, will shut the fuck up then this isn't about you and what that does is it alienates a sympathetic human being like, right, I, that's I, what I'm talking about. Like, I feel you like you, I you see a lot of people tell white people, you're a white man, shut up. Wow. Well, if white men are the problem, right, and a white man wants to be on your side, but you tell him to shut the fuck up because he is something that he has no control over, you're a bigot. And people don't understand that part of it. I guess they're so frenzied in their cause, they don't realize that the behavior that they use to... I guess, galvanize their position and separate themselves from the pack alienates sympathetic people. Sure. Well, I mean, it goes the idea of that if you've never gone through something, you can't feel somebody's pain. It's like, I've never been lynched, but I would hate to see somebody lynched, and I'm against lynching. I mean, uh, that might but, be a terrible but, example. But you're, but you're a white man, and you need to shut the fuck up is not something that someone should tell you, but I've seen it. Like, this social justice movement that's going on in the United States, this almost anti-free speech movement that's going on in the United States. Exactly. Where kids that's who the are, problem. Where, where kids where you are going, don't want to talk. The issues need to be talked about, and everybody's yeah. sort of saying, don't talk about the issue. Yeah. And yes, these women are coming forward and talking about an issue. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to include everybody in the issue. And if I, who, like I said, I... I'd like to consider myself a feminist, but feel left as an outsider because I can't hashtag me too and feel that I'm not going to be questioned but about the, I how mean, I mean it. And, and like I said, I haven't... Yeah, the guy touched me once and I told him to stop and I didn't really take it any further than that. You know, I never felt like, oh, the guy totally molested me. He didn't. He did something wrong. I told him to stop and he stopped. Yeah. So technically speaking, no, I still haven't been through it. I think, you know, 
to be empathic to someone's plight is a very powerful thing. When you can try to put yourself in someone else's shoes and be empathic, it's a very human emotion. It's a solely human emotion. It always stems from the idea of right and wrong, right? And you were talking about there being so much gray area in the world. There's very little black and there's very little white. And the older I get, the more I understand that. And the more frustrated I get when people aren't allowed to voice what they think. Now, there used to be a thing on the news, and I'm doing this YouTube show, right, where it's, this is one of the segments on it. It's a, it's a very short show, but it's man on the street. I want to know what that person thinks about something. Why? Not because I'm going to go up to someone who I believe will agree with me. I want to learn something from another human being. I know what the, the media is telling me to believe, and I know the media likes to tell everybody what to think. You know, that's the idea, right? But it's really important what the people think, because the people, like it or not, voted in Donald Trump as president of the United States, right? They must have had some good fucking reasons to do that. And now I hear in the UK, I got all these pretentious fucking assholes that are like newsreaders with their Etonian fucking ethics of fucking pig's heads and this like, you know, really, really overly pretentious way of like, of superiority when they go talk to the redneck in America and try to find out how Trump got elected. They need look no farther than the small counties in rural England that voted for Brexit. It's the, the lack of control over your immediate area that freaks everybody out. Like you live in an apartment, right? For instance, imagine if you didn't have a front door in your apartment. That would, you'd be anxious going to sleep. You'd be anxious when you left your house. You know what I'm saying? Because people could just walk in and take your shit or walk in and just fucking do whatever while you were here. I mean, when you're when you're out of control and the control mechanism is something that a lot of older people don't understand especially within the last 20 years in this internet globalization of things, where I was saying, like, here we are in New York City. If we wanted to talk to someone in Madagascar, it would take us under a minute to find someone online who is willing to talk to us in Madagascar. Agreed. All right? Now, that's the first thing that's happened in the history of the world. Sure, as I told you earlier, that, you know, most people, apparently the majority of people never go farther than something yeah. like 20 miles yeah. from the place they were born. And it's funny because they're probably on the internet playing their little fucking video games with people in, in you know, 10,000 miles away or something. The whole point, I think, comes back to the way people approach other people. That's why there's a lot of sexual harassment going on. Because people don't respect themselves. Because when they look at themselves in the great scheme of things, oh, there's 7 billion other of me. Uh, there's 7 billion other humans on this earth. What makes me so special? Well, I guess I'm not. It's easy to not feel special. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to have low self-esteem. It's easy to believe the worst of yourself. Sure, but every ejaculation has a million semen in it. You're the one that got to the egg. So you are a lucky motherfucker, and you should be happy to be here, and you are one in a million. Whoever you are. I think you're a fantastic <laughs> motivational speaker. We'll be back after a message from our sponsor. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I mentioned emotional content, but you know, you, you you look at how how we interact with each other, and I'm not talking about New York City. New York City is very plain. I used to live in this small this. I'm moving out of this small town in Southwest England. I really went out of my way to to be friendly and to understand, to be empathic, and all this stuff. And I realized that people that are sequestered physically, like in a small town, or in a small mind, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They become of one brain. They all agree with each other, or you're the ostracized as the person in town who doesn't agree yeah, with everything. Yeah, and there are, there are a bunch of lovely people in this town. Of course there are. But in general, I've noticed that it's just, it's very angry. And with that, it made, it made total sense to me that these people and the United Kingdom would vote to leave the EU. These people, they look at me and they look at the other immigrants in the town, the Polish people, who I have to get along with famously because we're all immigrants in that town, as pieces of shit that come here and take their fucking shit. But the thing is, these people that travel from other countries have more courage, more character, and more wherewithal to do the jobs that the people who were born in that country refuse to do because they think they're too good for it. And... They don't have to. They could sit on their fucking asses from the time they're fucking eight years old till they're 80, and the government will give them everything they fucking want. And that's what I find a problem with society today. You don't have to hustle. You know, people look at these Kardashian chicks, and yeah, maybe she's famous because she sucked a dick on a video and she had a sex tape or whatever like yeah, that. Yeah, with Ray J. Yeah, but she got her fucking foot in that door, and she did everything she could possibly think of to make hundreds of millions of dollars. She fucking hustles. That chick don't sit on her ass unless they're filming her sitting on her ass. She's probably out working, making fucking this. The, you know, when she got the emojis, she got the... I, I mean, I don't particularly like that kind of shit, but she fucking hustled. And I think in a lot of ways, no one really has to hustle because all you really want in life, just speaking generally, all a lot of people really want in life is to feel connected to something bigger than they are. That's why religion was big. Well, that's why music tribes were big in our day. You were a punk rocker or you were a northern soul dude or you were in a disco or you were in a hip hop or you were a heavy metal dude. That shit's all out the window now. 
people get connected to something bigger than them through the internet, and it's anonymous. Right. Well, so Karl Marx said famously that religion was the opiate of the masses. Yeah. Television and I think for my generation, Tele- your yeah. generation, television became Michael the Franti op- said became, the, became <laughs> yeah. the the opiate of the masses. Yeah. Television, and, the and, drug of the nation. And so now we're in this internet age where your phone and those things have become that opiate of masses and yeah. people believe that phone or that message from the phone computer whatever you want to say mm-hmm. call it more than they believe their own knowledge yeah, their own, well people think their they're as smart sense. as their phone that's the thing a lot of times you're like i don't think that's true i go how do you know well let me look on my phone no 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 you don't know you're not as smart as your telephone that's another thing people don't they don't invest in acquired knowledge no you uh, most people if you ask them the same question two two weeks after they looked it up on google they wouldn't be able to answer the question again they'd mm-hmm. have to go google it again yeah because their minds are now getting to a point where they know they don't have to keep saying yeah. this stuff well yeah when you know you don't have to memorize something because this little fucking computer you got in your pocket will tell you as many times as you need to fucking be told and won't criticize you for being a dumbass but the other thing they're not doing is they're not making the connection so in other words let's say you were interested in something that happened in world war ii and you looked it up and then you went oh okay and reading this i found something else i'm interested in let me go and look that up yeah, yeah. that's not happening yeah. that logical mind part of the next step isn't happening because they only needed to know what they needed to know now they know it and now it's gone yeah, you remember that, that critique on the future, that movie Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. and Sandra Bullock? There's a, a part in it that I, I remember when I first saw it going, ah, some fucking crazy shit. They were in a car, and she was, like, driving in a cop car, and he's hanging out. And they're listening to the radio, and it's, like, jingles from commercials. And he's like, when are they going to play the music? She goes, what do you mean? This is my favorite song. It was like a jingle from a commercial or something like, you know, heavenly coffee, Jack whatever it was. Oh, I love this jam. One to have when you're having more than one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was, you know, 30 seconds worth of stuff, right? And being a dude that works in music now, and I hear new music and new music, you know, we were talking yesterday about like some of these new rappers and stuff like that. There's nothing really there other than there might be a vocal hook or there might be a musical hook that occurs over and over and over and over and over again to make sure because we're so preoccupied with other things that this sinks in there and gets the earworm factor. They are all forms of self-hypnosis. Mm-hmm. You know, it, going to the religious thing, whether it's you're Jewish and you're davening back and forth or you're doing the uh, Roman Catholic squat thrust where you're kneeling and then standing and mm-hmm. then bowing or whatever and you know if you're a muslim you're praying five times a day on a mat those reoccurring things and then the reoccurring words within the texts of the each individual Mm -hmm. sort of bible or whatever you want to call the books reoccur over and over again too because they're they're supposed to hypnotize you into being the person they'd like you to be all these things were originally created though to teach you to get along with each other to not steal from each other to not kill each other and and that's what the reason was for any of these things and we've lost sight of that entirely (laughs) yeah i mean we are literally going through the motions for a lot of the old behavioral things that kept a meaning in life because i I think people a lot of young people just don't see the fucking point anymore i don't really see the whole fucking point in what's going on 
No, you're, they're all graduating from college and there are no jobs. Yeah. And they all went to college because they were told they had to go to college to get a job. Yeah, but, you know, you also went to college for fucking gender studies. What the fuck is that for? Well, probably more relevant now that we are having all these problems well, with people not being able to get along because there were two different genders and we have different mindsets and different ideas of how things should go. Yeah, well, and that's, you know, we're never going to be the same. I wanted to ask you, man, because we grew up in the village in New York City, which is probably the most diverse, culturally acceptable place in, granted, could be in the United States, possibly the world. Certainly right? in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dudes with wigs on and shit, dressed as girls. Yep. Now, when I started, when I got out of the Marines and started working at the Limelight and the Palladium and shit like that, that's where a lot of these people went to work as club kids or drag queens or w whatever their vibe was, right? And, you know, it, it was just the way I was brought up is that you respect everybody. So if some guy is wearing a wig and his name is Misdemeanor or whatever it is, right? You say, hey, hey, sweetie, or hey, girl, or, or use... The pronouns, or whatever. If you want to be people, polite, they use and then the, people yell at you for saying "ma'am" because I'm not that old. Why yeah, you exactly. call ma'am? Yeah, you always dig yourself a hole that way. But you know, you just polite. use the pronouns that you would assume that they want you to use, right? And it's not something that you have to be told by a government to do. Now, in Canada, now Canada says it's a hate crime to fuck up the the pronouns for a trans person. Now, first of all, let me just, for the record, say. Trans people are literally 0.00001% of the population on the planet. I mean, they're not like... I mean, there may be more, and still, it's a very small number. I'm it, not it's, arguing it's with that. It's literally one of the smallest that, uh, minority, and, and a lot of people still think it's that, that it's a psychological uh, dysfunction. You know, they call it trans dysphoria or whatever it yeah. is, but that's no. still up for grabs. I'm not saying that people are mentally ill that are. I'm they're just saying not. that there's so <laughs> fucking few of them that it wouldn't it shouldn't come into the general consciousness of the Canadian public to be told that it's considered a hate crime and it's illegal to mess with some or, or to not use the right pronouns when someone, like, say, say misdemeanor walked down the street and some dude was like, what's up, dude? If a cop well, was there, actually, that... When I was a teenager, that's what me and my friends used to do to the training hookers. Yeah, We'd I, go up to him and go, excuse me, sir, do you have the time? And run away because we thought that was funny. Yeah, okay, so, I mean, granted, it's probably in bad taste, but it's... We were, you, we were kids. Yeah, you were kids. You were trying out shit, whatever. But if you were in Canada now and did that, and a right, cop heard a you, crime. it's a hate crime, man. Right. Now, you weren't hateful. You were just no. being stupid. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean, they chased us with knives. It wasn't, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, know, it, was, it wasn't a lovely, keep, keep in mind, beautiful moment yeah, in time. Keep in mind, they're probably the toughest motherfuckers in the city. Remember, what was that? That's dude? why I always say... Kenny that, Kenny? That's why I always Kenny say... Kenny Kenny came from Belfast. I don't believe when somebody says they have a choice. Or they, I don't believe that because who would sign up for making their life that much more difficult? Yeah. And no matter how you slice it, no matter how kind people might be to them and accepting, there's always going to be assholes. Oh, yeah. And I worked with Kenny Kenny, as you were talking about. He was a doorman I worked with. Man being the only name for doormen, even when they're women. Mm -hmm. And Kenny wore high heels and all that sort of stuff. And I remember every once in a while... You know, some guy who would get turned down from the club would mouth off to him or say something. And I'd pull the guy aside and say, okay, take a look at him. I said, know that he grew up this way. Know that he grew up in Ireland this way. Do you think he can't defend himself? <laughs> Just walk away before you embarrass yourself. Because you take up that high heel and plant it in your skull. Now, aside from that kind of idea, I mean, there's it's a very small fraction of society. And most of those trans people, they, they're not Caitlyn Jenner. Right? They're not like well-to-do 65-year-old white people that are multi-multi-millionaires who decide to trans in Malibu. No, they've generally been thrown out by their family mm -hmm. because they can't 
don't know what to do with the behavior. Yeah. They've generally, yeah, generally, as generalizations can be terrible because I'm sure there are some who come from, and more so now, that will come from accepting happy homes hmm. where the parents just want them to be alive because one of the most dangerous things with the transgender and even the young gay community is suicide. Yeah. Big amounts of that mm-hmm. because of, because too many people are cruel and just not accepting of anything that's yeah. different. When you have such a small portion of society that has tried to normalize their thing, I mean, the only thing I could see it being somehow compared to is gay rights in the 70s and 80s and things like that, right? I mean, I remember it being the Stonewall movement. Anyway, in Manhattan, in New York, where mm-hmm. we're from, that was a, a thing I can almost think of be like, a, but there are far more gay human beings than there are trans human beings, all right? Like, you know, unbelievable. Now there's this LGBTQ, right? Correct. Which is lesbian, gay. Transgender. Transgender. Bisexual. LGB. LG. Les. Hmm. <laughs> Lettuce, bacon, tomatoes. Well, anyway, it, it pretty much encompasses everybody who is not as. I had to look this up on Google because I asked somebody what a cis male was and they got offended. I was like, no, I really want to know the answer. Like, don't fucking come at me that transphobic shit. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> I almost got in trouble with somebody. I was well, like, because there's multiple combinations of things that people are now. No, but I, I wanted because everybody said everybody says, oh, but cis male is just what I am. I'm a man who was born a man who acts like a man who's not gay. Okay. I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure that's who I am. So there's. <laughs> So, anyway, to find these things out, I mean, the internet's great for certain things, so you don't get in an actual conversation with an LGBTQ person, because a lot of times, if if you're not presenting yourself as very sympathetic, they get very offended, and they, they hollow you out. And Right, but see, that's the opportunity that they're missing. They need to have yeah. a conversation and, and educate, mm-hmm. because cause I, you and I might say the wrong thing, but we also were pretty accepting. You can't we leg- want, one of my points, you can't me legislate. saying the wrong thing. It doesn't mean you should shut down the conversation and accuse me of being something. What you should say is, you know, some people might take that as insensitivity, and I'll tell you why. And yeah. I would say, please do, because I don't quite understand, yeah. apparently, and I would like to know why. And maybe then I can figure out a way I can say it better mm-hmm. to other people who may not understand at all. Yeah. So anyway, I was reading how there are more than two genders. And there are, in my... In my mind, there aren't more than two genders. There's a man and a woman. Now, there can be gay people, which are men who like men or women who like women, but there's still men and women, two genders, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have a transsexual person who is either a woman that becomes a man or a man that becomes a woman, but there's still two genders. They're not becoming a frog or they're not becoming a unicorn or shit like that, right? But apparently now there's an argument that the preposition is that we all need to accept it is that there are more than two genders, right? Now, as a father of a boy and a girl, you know, I just want them to be happy, right? But my son is always going to be my son, unless, of course, he transits to a woman, then he'll be my daughter, and likewise, vice versa, you know? But all this other stuff, right, which is a lot of people argue this is this this mental illness, this dysphoria thing, where people kind of, there are, girl one day or they're a, and they have all these different variations on a theme of what kind of gender fluidity person you are what they're doing now that shit doesn't bother me right for lack of a better term i'm not in touch with a lot of that shit because i don't see a lot of that shit right but if i was to be in touch i'd be sensitive to it good guy you know what i'm saying 
but there's a thing where it, it's being regulated by by a government, right? Like in Canada, they're actually saying that it's a hate crime to say something along those lines, right? Or it's hateful to have your opinion that gender fluidity because I was looking at basically you know, is it science. Is of a comedian gets up and does a joke where he uses the wrong thing and that person's going to go to jail too because... Conceivably, yes. Because the thing about this social justice movement... You're telling people what they can and can't say. Yes. And, and it, think, really. You're telling people yeah. what they should and shouldn't think. And people... And as much as people like to say, what they want. this is what liberal part of society is trying to push forward, it's completely opposite of what a liberal situation would be. A liberal situation would be being able to be, have free thought, free speech, all these types of things, and to start discussing situations. But all these things get shut down like really quick by... I think people who are just overindulged. So the reason it bugs me is because I have young children. Now, there's a kid in one of my kids' schools that is a boy who's wearing dresses and doing that kind of thing, right? And in his defense, you and I have done a kilt fashion show, and it's very comfortable. Yeah, right. But very also, I've got to keep in mind <laughs> that for people who aren't parents, the kid is about six or seven. Now, I'm not too sure a kid's sexuality is concreted by the time they're six or seven. I think they might have an idea or they might have uh, tendencies. But at that point, a kid six and seven, I think it's fucking wrong for someone to go, that kid's tranning. We're going to treat that kid like a girl from now on. She, you know, and she, we're going to use the pronoun she. We're going to dress her in dresses. We're going to Instead of actually going, well, let's see what the fuck happens. I mean, they're too quick to jump to a conclusion, frankly, that this kid is trans. Now, I know a lot of fucking kids that when I was young, like Tom girls, for instance, that wore jeans and T-shirts to try to act tough. And then they turned 13 and they were not lesbians. They were not women that were turning into men. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just how sure. people develop. Sure. I mean, you know, there's, there's a couple of things. Going back to, you know, one of the reasons why parents are trying to bend over backwards and figure out the new ways is because of all the suicides that happen amongst this community. Yeah. No one um, wants their kid killing themselves because they're unhappy and unheard. And now that we live in a society where less bullying is going on, you can kind of do some of these things. I do think that people are born the way they're born meaning that people are born gay, people are born straight, people oh, yeah, are born, well, I agree with that as well. Um, and some people are born disenfranchised. In the, you know, in other words, some people who are meant to be women were born in men's bodies and vice versa. I believe all of that mm -hmm. steadfastly. I believe that making the child feel okay about how they feel mm -hmm. and, and the things they think are always a good idea. Yeah, but they have these things the called way puberty blockers. The way you're, you know? Yes, I do know about that. The way you let your child show themselves to society as a young person. Well, you don't want to really put restrictions on them, but you also don't want to encourage something that may or may not be with them. And I do somewhat agree with you that there are children who seem one way and then puberty or whatever happens and they change. And there are probably kids who seem uber into sports and uber macho and they just do everything that dad does, hunting and fishing and all that stuff. And then puberty comes and, and then they're not straight. Mm-hmm. You know, so the question is really, what do you do before puberty comes? Nothing. 
That's my that, point. That's, you your, that's your opinion. Nothing, you and just treat them like a fucking kid. You don't start getting, hey, you know, it's cool that you should you should get into more dresses. You should think, you should read all about this but gender what fluidity. Goes, what if the kid, let's say the kid has, it's a boy and a girl. They're twins and they're the same size. And the, and the boy kid decides he wants to start wearing his sister's dresses. You don't say you shit about it. Them, you encourage, you, you don't criticize. You to dress that way. I always say. I let them go to school that way. Well, as and a, look, again, I'm playing devil's advocate with you I'm just because saying, you've, as, you've as made a, a strong opinion I know, about as what a, you as think. As a father, I think that you encourage and don't criticize as in general. That's my one of my general ethos as a parent. But you wait a little while, man. You don't tell a 70-year-old that you are gender fluid and you are uh, this kind of you know unicorn that could do whatever. No, you, you let the fucking dust settle a little bit. We're too, I think we're attaching adult values to children and that's fucking wrong. These kids at six, seven, eight years old, they don't fucking know. It's just when people go, oh, that little Muslim kid. He's a fucking kid. He's not Muslim. You can't say, oh, that little Jewish kid. Oh, he's not fucking Jewish. He's too young to understand what the fuck is going on. All that kind of stuff, I see that. I'm just like, yo, they're kids. They do not fucking know. They're not racist. They're not xenophobes. They're not fucking... I mean, they're not sexualized in the sense of somebody being post-puberty. But there is, in some weird ways, little sexual things that go on with kids, even from infancy. Yes, I understand that. But and I don't think it should be... And there are, there are ways that boys and girls are interact... Uh, I think are more taught to interact than they really are. I remember having friends who were girls when I was a kid and we played the same way. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point it was like, oh, you can't be friends with her anymore. And I'd be like, why not? And they're like, oh, because she's a girl and you need to be friends with boys. And and that was what they said in my generation. Now they're just trying to be sort of looser with these ideas. Well, I also think it's the fact that parents nowadays, children are a, a bigger part of their lives. I, in my in my experience, my child, my children are a very big, huge part of my life you get self-absorbed in that situation. I think kids are too young at six and seven and eight to start assigning genders to them. So if the kid wants to dress in a fucking skirt, let him. Because one day he's going to be, I want to put my fucking jeans on, but if you have him in fucking uh, hormone therapy to be a fucking girl, that's crazy. Yes, I understand where you're yeah, coming anyway. from. But I, and I could also say, you know, like I said, the argument is because they want the person to feel accepted in what they think. They all think they're doing the right thing. Look, when my father was married the first time, he had a daughter. When the, him and his first wife got divorced, she hired psychologists. Those psychologists told him that it would be best off that he give her up for adoption to the new man that the, his ex-wife was going to marry and to have as little as contact as possible because that way she could be normalized with a true family. Mm. And that was the prevailing thought at the time of psychiatrists. And my father agreed to this. 20 years later, 30 years later, he has a meeting with his daughter. She thinks all these terrible things about him, how he abandoned her, how he never supported her, all this stuff. He had all the check stubs to prove how much he paid for all of her life. He had pieces of paper which explained why he was told to do this and how he did this. And his, her mother had never told her any of this. Because she hated my father, because they had divorced, and yeah. so she let her poison seep into this. My father and my half-sister now have a lovely relationship, because they've gotten past that point. Mm -hmm. But they should have never had to have had. Yeah. And so the prevailing psychiatrists now are going to tell you this is the best way to avoid your kid possibly killing themselves when they're 14 to 16. Mm-hmm. Nobody can predict the future on anything. And the idea of changing somebody's chemical balance is a very, very scary idea. And I'm with you. And especially because the science but really is on it. But kids are on Prozac now, which changes the chemicals in their brain before their brain's but developed. Even, even going like, to the, so that the men-to-women process, there's this television show in America called I Am Jazz. I watch this show. I find it very interesting. I, it's about a 
young boy who felt that way, and they started in with him when he was about four years old and transferred. Four years old. Now, when he became close, that's to being fucking a child abuse, man. When he, when she, I should, sorry, I should use the right gender. When Jazz became closer to being a teenager, they started her on the blockers and all those things. Now, here's the interesting thing to me of what happened because they didn't know what that would mean. What it is now meant is that she cannot get a properly reconstructed vagina because her peer, her penis never grew because they gave her these blockers. And when you do the sex change operations, whether you like the gra graphicness or you not, need this the is skin how it, to you make need the, the length and the skin of a penis to be inverted to make the, the vagina so that it can be a working thing. So she has a little child's penis because she had the beta, the, not the beta blocker, she had the, the hormone blockers going on. And so now it becomes a difficult and more, dif more difficult and potentially more painful and dangerous surgery. I think that's fucking child abuse. <laughs> that's fucking child abuse, man. A four-year-old? You're going to put in fucking chemicals? No, they didn't start putting the chemicals in order for They started letting her identify as a girl when she was four and bringing her into school and saying, this is our daughter, not our son, and letting her dress full-time as a girl well, what happened and play with the dolls. Or maybe it was five, maybe it was six, but somewhere very early. Oh I'm not... God, four isn't up. the sticking point of it. That's this. fucked up, man. I mean, I'm not being anti-gay or anti-trans well, or transphobic, maybe, maybe but watch that's the, fucked maybe up. Maybe see if you can watch the show once or twice, because uh, I find it very interesting. Wow, it, it angers me that some fucking parents would... And at the same time, she has a friend who's doing the same thing, but he didn't start until he was in his 16s, and he has different problems transferring into the she of the anatomy things, because the Adam's apple needs to be shaved, there's certain certain things that form because he went through male puberty that he will never look as much like a woman as this jazz will potentially is look jazz like completely happy with what's going on seems to be i mean she goes through depression too but every teenager goes through depression oh my god i just think that, and, that but is i so think loading up. any kid with can i think in the sense that you want to say loading any kids with chemicals is wrong is probably wrong i'll agree with that yeah, well i think that people should be of the age of consent to be able to fucking you know that's why we have parents and the thing is I look out for my kids until they're old enough to look out for themselves. Now, and that's one far of your as judgment says, goes. One of Bo's teachers says to you, Bo's not paying attention in class. You need to put him on Ritalin or whatever the prevailing drug is now. Well, you could suck a dick and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to do remedial reading with him. First of all, putting kids on drugs because they don't do what society wants them to do. First of all, I don't want my kid to do what society wants him to do. I want my kid to know what society requires of him. But I don't want him to be fucking buying into what society is. I live on the outside of society, and I'm fucking proud of it. I dip and do what I need to do to make some money, but I don't fucking buy into this shit. That's what I tell that fucking teacher. I'd be like, listen, motherfucker, you ain't putting my kid on no drugs. Oh, he's not paying attention to class. What are you teaching him? I know Maybe about... you're a bore. No, I agree. My mother said this... When Yo, I was a kid, what, what are you reading in your school? Oh, oh the then. reason he's not paying my attention... Said, that my kid's not going on drugs. Yo, my kid is not going on drugs, man. That's bullshit. And, and when I decided to be on drugs, that was my own damn choice. No, but these little, these little <laughs> motherfucking teachers who... It happens more in America, I think, than not in... It does, in well, because it makes... Once again, the opiate for the masses, what it does for the teachers is it makes teaching classes real simple if you have a bunch of kids sitting there who don't act up. Or don't go, you know, But you why? also have kids asking you questions about, well, why is this this way? Why is the sky man, blue? Why is man. You know, why is this happening? Or... Maybe you're wrong, or you know, you said Columbus did this, but Columbus didn't do this, and you want to tear down statues. Well, why don't we tear down a statue of Santa Claus? Because he was a slave owner in the Netherlands. Dude, I was in the <laughs> I was in the Netherlands last December. Santa Claus. Yeah, I was in there last December. I went into a McDonald's to get some French fries, and all of a sudden, 
these white people in blackface came walking in. I was like, this shit ain't going to end well. And there were like people of color, Dutch people of color in the McDonald's and like maybe Arab people, some black people. They didn't bat an eyelash. It's like part of the culture. Yeah. And the thing was, those people dressed as that hung out in there. They were supposed to be Santa's black helpers. Well, exactly. That's what I say. He owned elves. He owned slaves Jesus. because the elves had become elves in our country's version of the story. Anyway, I'm going to cut but this off just because a, I want. I got to go up and see the tree. <laughs> but yo, man, I just don't think it's it's. I, I don't think it's something that can be easily explained because I think indulgence in whims is something that we're we're spending way too much time. <laughs> I really did want to say one more thing though. I said, which is. In one sense, we were all born women. We were not born women, right? We are all conceived women. We all have an XX chromosome when we were conceived, mm -hmm. and part of that X falls off and makes it an XY, uh -huh. which is what changes us into two different genders. Yeah. Now, the idea is, so if just part of it falls off, well, maybe not all of the part of it falls off, so maybe there is some in-between area. Yeah, just something to think about. They're hermaphrodites. No, I, I know there is, but I just think kids, man, they need to be left out of this fucking bullshit. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Well, that's what we'd like to say is a wrap for now. I'm pretty sure we'll have some new King fans out there now. Dude has been my boy forever. He sings in the Tangiers Blues Band, amongst other creative endeavors. So check him out when you can. You can hear more of King and a few more lighthearted tales of early New York years on my previous King episode right here on Huey Off The Record, the podcast. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. And keep your minds open. That's where you catch more stuff. Until next time, stay classy. 